Hi, I'm Deb Crow, and welcome to season two of the Heart Centered Leadership Podcast. This is a podcast where we connect, learn, and laugh together with strong leaders from all over the globe. Here, you will learn from peers you haven't even met yet. You will gain new tools to add to your leadership toolbox. Because whether you're a C-suite executive or a first-time entrepreneur, we all contend with challenges and there's always room for improvement if we choose to seek it. So please pull up a chair and listen in. This is the Heart-Centered Leadership Podcast. Well, here we are at the end of April 2022, the end of Q1 for a lot of businesses. And it's truly amazing to me that we are a third of the way through the year. And I decided for this solo episode that I really wanted to celebrate my heart-centered leadership qualities poster. This sketch note was born January of 2020, but I wanted to do a deeper dive with you on this poster. And to many people, it looks like 20 qualities on a poster, but it's become much more than that. I want to talk about how organizations around the globe are using this, and I've had it augment my coaching. It's a wonderful team building exercise. It's also a deck of cards, and it's meant to be a guide and a staple. And it doesn't represent that each heart-centered leader should possess or have all 20 qualities every single day. They're to pick their top three and then lean in and share with their team the one that they're really working on and highlight and let's open up that cognitive emotional bandwidth. And again, lean in. Which one are you working on? We're all working on something. We're all embracing imperfection. So a couple of Fridays ago, a COO that I was working with in the manufacturing sector said, one of my department heads is Vietnamese and his English is very, very good. But is there any way you could translate the poster into Vietnamese so I could just have that meaningful alignment with him? And that is how that poster has grown. It's been downloaded now the end of April. I think we just hit 129,000 downloads worldwide. And it's also available in 18 languages and growing. So if you're not sure what language is, I would love to familiarize you with the list and please share it. It's often post on my LinkedIn and featured because so many people are enjoying it. I've given away laminated eight and a half by 11 and larger eight and a half by 17 for companies to hang in their common areas. I have shifted out to colleges and universities around the globe. And the 18 languages that it's in as of right now, the end of April, 2022, it's in African, Arabic, Chinese, Dutch, English, French, German, Hebrew, Hindi, Italian, Japanese, Korean, Malay, Norwegian, Portuguese, Russian, and Vietnamese. And we're working on our 19th language 
And again, I extend a welcome invitation to you, our listeners. If you work with someone or know of someone and we don't have it translated in a language that will help further foster and augment and have this document on a continuance around the globe, that is my goal. I believe my my quotient that I've said many times in writing and on the show, heart-centered leadership plus diversity, equality, and inclusion equals a universal language. And I believe that everyone has the ability to be a heart-centered leader, again, not based on title, stature, academic background, etc. So I want to talk about some of the qualities today and just add a little bit more insight of some of the work that I've been doing and where we've been growing with this document. The first quality is truthful. And being truthful is not easy in leadership, especially if it is seen as a weakness. When we can shift our perspective from being ugly or painful or sometimes humiliating, it allows us alignment with habit number six, which is owning your character. Effective leaders are viewed as honest by employees and they keep abreast of what's going on within the organization, good and bad. Another really important outcome from honesty is that it builds trust, which is quality number two, which is one of the most critical elements of solid leadership activities and a vital element of a healthy company culture. The second quality is trustworthy. When your team trusts you as a leader, it increases commitment to team goals. When your team does not trust you, you do not get their best effort. You will then find yourself unavailable and unable to inspire, influence, and create real change, an ineffective leader. It is the foundation to who you are, and it aligns beautifully with rapport and quality number nine, which is approachable. Quality number three is model self-care. When you take care of you, it demonstrates a deep level of self-awareness. It allows both communication and non-communication skills to be highlighted in a positive manner. White space is always a welcome tool in a leader's calendar. When shared with the team, it is team self-care. This is the foundation to maintaining a healthy, vital culture, which is fostered from quality number 17, offering a safe and welcoming environment. Quality number four, servant leader. Being a servant leader is a leadership philosophy in which the goal of the leader is to serve. This is different from traditional leadership where the leader's focus is the thriving of their company or organization. Embrace the possibilities of people over profit and allow this element of leadership to foster and grow the business acumen aspect of your role. This goes beautifully with quality number six, owning your character, and quality number 16, being committed. Quality number five is open-minded. Leaders who are open-minded tend to be more self-aware. Again, quality number three, self-care. 
They are trusted by their employees, which is beautifully aligned with quality number two and being trustworthy. And they are interested in developing their skills, which is beautifully in lie aligned with quality number seven and being a lifelong learner. An open-minded leader is prepared to enjoy new experiences or ideas as they are attentive listeners, which again is in line with quality number 13, attentive listening. And this brings forth an intrinsic approach to their thinking, which is the forefront of all good leaders. Quality number six is owning your character flaws. When you can fully own your character, this is embracing an important level of authenticity as a leader. You are comfortable demonstrating your beliefs, values, and you take pride in it being a consistent behavior. When you are authentic in owning your character, your leadership style exudes confidence, optimism, hope, and resilience. Alignment with quality number 16, committed, and quality number 14, compassionate for self and others. Quality number seven, lifelong learner. This is the highest level of being open-minded. Quality number five, and approachable. Quality number nine, when you can show and demonstrate that you are evolving as a leader and you are humble to learn new ways of thinking or looking at something through someone else's eyes and enjoying the view from what we call the observer's chair. Quality number 12, you pride yourself on being mindful of words. Quality number eight is avid reader. Leaders have always been known as readers. Allowing yourself to keep the best business concepts in the forefront of your thoughts always allows you to stay focused and disciplined with the company mission. It also helps to hone your vivid visionary skills to then apply the discipline and structure needed to keep the company moving forward. Leaders should have exposure to new and thoughtful ideas. Choose books that are insightful. Leaders should not be afraid to read something outside their norm. Alignment with quality number 15, responsible, and quality number three, model self-care. Quality number nine is approachable. Being approachable is a leadership skill that requires a daily audit to ensure you're not missing opportunity or valuable information. Quite often, leaders get overloaded with information and they're unaware that they are not fully present or attentively listening. As a leader at any level, approachability matters even more. Become the leader with an open door policy. Alignment with quality number four, servant leadership, quality number 19, empathetic, and quality number 12, mindful of words. Quality number 10 is strategist. Communication is one of your best assets when you're a strategist. You can articulate well. Strategic leaders must be able to communicate with clarity. This is practiced and implemented by quality number three, model self-care. Strategic leaders think before acting or speaking and are cognizant to quality number 13, attentive listening. This quality also aligns with quality number 12, mindful of words. Clarity comes from the art of honing the ability to have equanimity. So I'm going to stop at the first 10 qualities and I'm going to finish the last 10 at the end of May. 
because at the end of May, we are at the end of season two of Imperfect, the Heart-Centered Leadership Podcast, which I cannot believe. And I wanted to talk about when I started in May of 2020 with the podcast. I had some folks that were encouraging me to do my podcast. I had other folks say, why do a podcast? There's a gazillion podcasts out there. And I wanted to talk to you a little bit about that at the end of April. What is sitting in your mind or in your heart of something that you really want to do? What are you yearning for that you've got apprehension or perhaps some fear to just start? And the hardest part is starting and it's so true. And if you have the discipline to start and you keep that going every day, then you're wrapping the structure around the discipline behavior. So when I started in May of 2020, I had zero listeners, but I had clarity. I had a vision. I had passion. I had excitement and I believed in myself. I'm a lover of people. For those of you that listen and know me, there's nothing I love more than an intellectual stimulating conversation. I love talking about heart-centered leadership. I love talking about the qualities on the poster. I love talking about the work that I'm now doing in seven countries. And I like to share it because it elevates and inspires me, which is part of my own self-awareness but it shows you the demonstration that I've worked hard to beautifully navigate where I am and lead from my heart. My heart and my head and my emotions are aligned. There's no separation. And I think as we continue to navigate unprecedented times, we're seeing several leaders from all different levels an organization, make heart-centered leadership, people-centric, heart-centric. I'm seeing all kinds of different variations of the same meaning and way of leading part of their mission, part of their vision, part of their constitution. And the behavior is what has to match the words that are put on paper, whether it's part of your marketing, your branding. It's the behavior, heart-centered leadership by definition, my definition is honoring your connection with people. And I've got into some great debates and conversation because I always remind you that it's not about reciprocation. It's not a transaction. The only reciprocation that should be happening during any conversation, whether it's face-to-face, in-person, on a social platform like MS Teams or WebEx or Zoom. Those are the three that I spend time on the most. On the telephone, in an email, you can still have presence and your verbal and nonverbal communication shows up. So when you're not giving reciprocation of soft skills, you're not present, you're not listening, your mind is somewhere else. So that's what I mean about not having reciprocation, reciprocation wrapped around and the delivery of soft skill exchange, not transaction, 
not money. It's not business. It's a conversation. And I think when we start and continue to implement and not see this as three different compartmentalized processes, I think the world is going to have a floodgate open and there's going to be more heart-centered leaders, more heart-centered companies. And I also think that the resignation boom, which is getting lots of different names, I think it's a refocus, a renewal, and a reshuffle for many people. As of the end of April 2022, I have now moved 60 executives into different roles within their sector, or they've moved to a different sector and taken a demotion or done a lateral positional move in a different sector. And that's been since March of 2020. So two years and one month, 60 executives. And it's interesting because people are putting their lifestyle, their family, their feelings, thoughts, and emotions in the forefront. And I think that this prolonged pause, as I like to refer to it, has really helped people get seated in and find the foundation of what's really, really important to them. And that's why I go back to saying, what is longing in your heart today? What do you really want to do that you're not doing? What's holding you back? We are here for, as my Irish Nana used to say, one trip around the sun. So what would make your heart happy? What would put a smile on your face? What would you be doing every day? And what are you waiting for? So I'm hoping that you will find the confidence from this podcast to find the strength and courage And know that you can be the most powerful force if you have that level of self-awareness that we talked about. If you have a perception of wanting to do new things and try, that's doing. That's the done is better than perfect. So I challenge you today to lean in and listen to yourself and those renewal of thoughts that keep coming and think about what it is that you want to do And are you framing it to be an abundance in your life? Are you wanting to be an example to other people, to your team, to your family, to your friends, to your extended family? You can do this if you write it down, give it a date, and lean in and be bold. Because boldness always gets rewarded when you're leading with a grateful heart. The other thing is to remember, this isn't a process or a timeline. This is you jumping into the journey and really having joy in doing it. Because if you know you can flourish and you want to flourish, you need to be fulfilled and lean in and know that you can do it. Is your heart full? Are you what I like to call a joy spreader? Do you have an overflowing of joy? What's going to stir up those thoughts to align with your heart? Because when you get that alignment, that's when you bring hope to the surface. That's when hope is the fruition of your dreams. How often do you speak to yourself 
in quiet, whether it's in prayer or meditation or whatever that may be for you. What is that humility that you have for self? What is the request that's tightly knit in your heart that's a dream waiting to be unfolded and brought to the world? Are you thinking that perhaps it's your destiny? Are you well able to to start that first step that's so hard? I want to do this. I get to do this. I choose to do this today and every day. Is that a promise that you make to yourself? Is your mind full of clarity? Is your spirit free from the noise? What do you really want to seek in this life? Is it an element of peace that you want to be covered and surrounded and protected by? You know, we weren't created to be on this earth to live with worry or be upset or suffer from anxiety. When you can get still and know that you have alignment and clarity with that dream in your heart, the next thing you need to do is have clarity and an understanding that you can do it. When you are grateful and you can declare that your mind is calm, your heart is at rest, and you're ready to take hold of this dream and unleash it, that, my friends, is when the magic happens. An open heart is how the victory is won. And I just want you to have a new permanent cognitive address right now, not yesterday and not tomorrow. Just live in the now and know that this is your element of favor. This is how you're going to move the needle one step further to honor and unleash that clarity of that dream that you're holding. I want you to do a self-audit. Are you self-aware that your mind is alert? Is your heart open? And first and foremost, we can't do anything without our health. When people ask me if I'm wealthy, I say I'm wealthy with health and in spirit because I don't believe that wealth is measured by a level of fiduciary means. I am healthy, whole, and victorious. And I'm going to lean on myself to understand who I am today, tomorrow, the day after. I want to wake up and be a better version of who I was yesterday. So thanks for joining me for this solo episode at the end of April, the end of Q1. I hope everybody is healthy and happy and whole. And I look forward to joining you at the end of May. Again, we're ending season two. I don't know where the time has gone, but I can tell you this for sure. I'm having the time of my life on this podcast. So thanks for tuning in to Imperfect, the Heart-Centered Leadership Podcast. This is Deb Crow, and I'll see you in May. You've been listening to the Heart-Centered Leadership Podcast. I'm Deb Crow. If you like what you heard today, please rate and review the show. And I'd love it if you'd visit my website at debcrow.com, where you can sign up for my newsletter and get access to the Heart-Centered Leadership Toolkit, all free of charge. Thanks for your time, and we'll see you again.